When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell. We're going to go through the Thursday, December 21st, NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. DJ, the uh, final podcast uh, before our little holiday break here. How you doing? How was your Tuesday night? Uh, I guess fine would be the right word. Um, I thought it was going to be very good, but four of six on the props and my lineup just... You know what? I, I think, honestly, it's a good case of like, double check your math because I convinced myself last minute to change my goalie, which I was capitulating on Ottawa one or LA one. And I changed my goalie that did not allow me to play Ottawa one, which didn't get there anyways. But I think if you're building a lineup and you know, like I played Buffalo, right? Super chalky. I might want to get away from that. I might pivot to Ottawa. Double check your math because I had exactly enough money until I changed my goalie. So don't be stupid. Uh, so I would say that I like bailed and I also did something stupid. So I deserved my pain, but like, um, I think it was a good lesson for me to like, like think and use my brain. I'm yeah, glad it didn't cost um, me money because it would have, like I'm saying it would have failed either way. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, failure regardless is, is never a great, uh, it's never a very great thing to fall back upon, but yeah. Hey, um, like, Nice honestly though points fun honestly though i mean you're you're actually you're not that wrong because it is better to just have a loss and say yep i lost because i've been uh you know i it's not uh i'm you know not uh what, what am i trying to say i'm trying to say that basically i've had a rough go of it this season and i finally had like the nuts yesterday but i got a negative six in goal and had i just played the goalie that went perfectly with my stack I would have won like $50,000. So um, it was very painful. Uh, I had a decent night, but uh, you know, the little video thing I shared with the podcast was uh, us explaining why Columbus two was like, you know, a really good stack and how it wasn't just the flash in the pan and everything else and how it was supported in their KHL numbers and AHL numbers, so on and so on. And um, yeah, it worked out to perfection. I played that with the Rangers and Darlene as a one-off to bring back the Wierenski a cbj two stack and i played logan thompson and uh that delta between thompson and igor who are the exact same price you know and i you know logan thompson was a better play in my book he was like 20 percent owned so like clearly the field also agreed um but having that new york like correlation with him and no toronto pieces really makes this thing because again that was a 27 point delta and that 
literally wins me both the uh, qualifier and the four hundred dollar on uh, on Tuesday. So congrats to the people who did win. Um, I'm I'm hoping to be back on the saddle though. I felt a lot better about my play the last handful of days slash maybe up to a week or two. Um, so you know it doesn't feel quite as wandering lost in a forest like it has been for the first couple months of the year. Um, and hey, maybe it's because I'm putting out TikToks and, and shit because uh, you know we have some cool new stuff thanks to our partnership with the Hockey Podcast Network that I've been exploring and you know trying to grow our uh, brand a little bit through Twitter and through TikTok now. So. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, DJ. I've looked at, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to still not have TikTok and I'm going to think of ideas and send them to you. And then I'll let you make decisions on the stupidity. I learned a new skill today. Um, I'll, I'll go Uh-oh. over that after the show. I forgot, I forgot to mention. No, 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 it, it's good. It's just helpful stuff. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> why don't we go through the slate though? And just know that there's going to be a lot of very stupid DJ ideas to come. And if oh. you like it, well, just know that there is quality control. We have Matt to stop things from getting out there like don't give me access because i'll just post stuff and everyone will be like oh boy not again um okay let's get to the slate tomorrow let's if there's any we've seen your twitter account dj we know it can only get worse from here tomorrow we have (laughs) toronto at buffalo i yeah buffalo is the worst team in the world i hate them yada yada we don't need to get into it plus 130 at home for buffalo it is the second highest total on the slate minus 142 on the over six and a half kind of weird that it's not just bumped to seven but alas uh no big notes other than skinner practice with the first line we didn't see power plays uh we'll go over the lines though they, they did like a bit of a change to both of them uh, line one and two uh back to like what was expected to start the season um st louis is at the florida panthers i didn't see escape for either team um Panthers coming off that loss to the Flames. It is a minus 218 nonetheless for the home Panthers against the, as I said, surging Blues before the loss to Tampa where they got smacked. Next, we have Carolina who broke Matt's lineup um, by scoring uh, six, I think, right? Against Vegas. Six. Uh, yep, that's correct. Favorites on the road in Pittsburgh. My slightly favored on the over there. Um, we did get Spestikoff back. He looks pretty good. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, about the same as they have been, uh, still like posting in on the power play and stuff. So, uh, Raquel came back. That's what I'm thinking of. Raquel returned. Um, Rust is on the IR. So just kind of swap them out. We'll go for it. Uh, Nashville on the dad's trip goes to Philadelphia. They spent the entire day seeing the sights as I saw when I looked through their Twitter feed. Um, Philly didn't practice, but they've been really good. I can't imagine they changed. Carter Hart is going to be back, whether he starts or not. I, I assume the answer is yes. Um, but they sent down Cal Peterson. Vegas. Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll stop you there. You're saying that Nashville's dads on their trip went to Philly? Yeah, they were all oh, like at the Rocky okay. and stuff. Like if you look it up, oh, they were just okay. like out and they're like, oh, like this is Evangelista and his dad at the Rockies. This is Colton Sisson's dad with him at this thing, and I'm like. Cool. interesting yeah this is I, uh, that, that matt's apartment i was like oh what the <laughs> yeah. heck yeah um it's actually just sebastian uh, all the right. crowbar and i opened the door and he just kneecaps me um but no uh i just for nashville you know, i would i yeah right but i'm I'm saying that's that's what it actually should be if you're gonna have oh. an angel player show up to my apartment um the dad's trip in nashville should just be them going to nashville i would think but hey you, um, you would yeah. think you would think it but, is what it is okay 
I, I would say a more fun city, but alas, you don't have the Rocky statue in Nashville. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing crazy on the Philly side. Uh, we'll just, like I said, I, I mentioned the one note. Uh, um, oh, I'm going out of order too. Holy crap. Uh, I totally skipped Washington and Columbus because for some reason that's like, oh, there it is. It's uh, Washington and Columbus I skipped. That is a back-to-back -back for Washington. They're minus 120 favorites. It's a six over under against Columbus. Um Columbus will be the same. Washington, uh, no McMichael on Wednesday night, but keep an eye on it. They shifted some lines around, and they had the new player, Matt, say his name one time. I really don't want to mess it up already. Uh, Maroshnichenko. And he is on the slate at minimum salary for tomorrow. So we'll keep an eye on what he does. Um, Vegas at the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's a, basically a pick -em. It's in Tampa. It's six and a half over under. I didn't see anything crazy here as well. Uh, Nick Paul was up on the top line last game, and that looks looks like it's going to stick. It went very well for Tampa. Um, Edmonton at New Jersey, the highest total of the night, seven over under, actually minus 108 on that over. Uh, it's basically a true pick -em. I could see changes uh, in for either side, but it didn't look like we got any in practice from Edmonton. Um, and New Jersey uh, did not practice. So keep an eye on it. Um, they've kind of been swapping through different things and i think they made a couple adjustments in game so definitely keep an eye on them for tomorrow vancouver at dallas six and a half over under dallas minus 135 who really cares nothing of note here nothing out of practice so i'm just going to continue uh ottinger continues to be out by the way uh i, I believe that is an ir situation so i think it's i think it was good news they said but like he's not going to be back incredibly fast montreal at minnesota um we know that also, Zuccarello's on the IR. Uh, we knew that last game, so he's not going to be playing here and expect them to probably stick with what they had against Boston. Um, did they, they won in overtime, right? Yeah. They did, yes. Boldly scored, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Montreal. Oh, whatever. Is it Kaprizov? I can't I'm remember. Kaprizov had two. Kaprizov, who scored oh, yeah, in overtime. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm sorry. I I, I don't know why. Uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, but Kaprizov, Boldly, Erickson, Eck, the top line, you know, they're playing Montreal, could get chalky, we'll get into it. Uh, nothing crazy out of Montreal. Next is Ottawa at Colorado in the Loser Bowl, the bowl of teams that are giving us a lot of good stuff, if you're, you know, giving the media a lot of good stuff, I guess. Uh, as far as Devin Taves' quote, as far as Ottawa being the only team to fire their coach and then not win a game, um, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one for sure. Uh, still no word on Kale McCarr. Uh, Ottawa looked about the same in practice as far as the top six looks. Um, nothing on the power play. Colorado, like, I, I mean, if you didn't listen to the Devin Taves thing, I guess I'll just say, like, he basically called out the team and said there's a bunch of guys that, like, think they're playing fine and are terrible. So it was actually, like, an interesting quote from an NHL player. Go figure. Um, Colorado is a minus 180 favorite here, six and a half, minus 120. Last two games, Calgary at Anaheim. Calgary practice. They have the same garbage lines they always have. Anaheim, on the other hand, had... Zegris, McTavish, and they are actually like potentially an option tomorrow. I was a bit surprised. McTavish, a lot, not quite as surprised. He kind of seems like he's been gearing up to come back. But Zegris, like it sounds like he could play. Um, since he's on IR, but I guess he is good to go if he's ready. So definitely keep an eye on both of them. I'm almost expecting McTavish. I'd be a little bit more surprised on Zegris, but certainly could be a big shakeup there to everything. Um, so definitely keep an eye on it. Not a good matchup. Uh, it's a six over under minus 120. And of course, Calgary is favored. And the final game, we have Arizona, who did come back and beat Ottawa. 
hilarious. Um, everything I said that could happen, I was like the unbreakable object, you know, that whole thing. Ingram gets pulled in like six shots and then Ottawa still loses. Amazing. I mean, you just could not have scripted it better for me to be looking like a fool, although I definitely didn't touch that game because I thought it was stupid other than I almost played Ottawa 1, which didn't work. Uh, anyways, though, Arizona minus 155, six over under. Um, we did get some changes in San Jose to keep an eye on, so we'll go over all of it. Anything you want to mention before we get right into game one? Uh, God, I don't think so. Um, you know, the, the Kale McCarr thing is is obviously something to watch. Um, I I don't think it's worth discussing Anaheim now, and uh, we're kind of on Logan Couture watch. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, he's, he's like fully practicing, so um yeah he, he could technically draw back in thursday which against arizona would actually be kind of interesting yeah, they, they they said i the quote exactly it was a couple of days ago was we are hoping he can come back before the holiday break and it's yes. like whoa so like i i do think that's a good call yes. out um didn't practice with the team today and i think they wanted him to at least log a couple of those so yeah i'm not expecting it tomorrow but okay yeah, yeah we we have yeah okay we have we have a lot of uh quotes and stuff from practice today so we actually do have that it does not seem like you'll play you're right uh yeah otherwise though um yeah it's it's a reasonably fun slate um i'm I'm a little uh frustrated by the first couple games we have because i think they will get a lot of attention so let's start things off with toronto at buffalo actually we can't start yet dj you know why why oh i gotta do do an ad read um Yeah, the Morning Skate Podcast is sponsored by DraftKings um, in partnership with the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, So DraftKings, obviously, this is a show dedicated to uh, DraftKings. So, you know, I'm guessing most of you have accounts, but if you have friends or whatever and you need them to sign up, uh, why not get them to bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook? Uh, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Okay. Uh, so yeah, DraftKings there. Uh, oh, I didn't mention including having a really good uh, like actual DraftKings night yesterday where I could have theoretically won a bunch of money if I didn't get goalied. I also went seven or uh, eight for 11 in my uh, round robin, which, you know, it's not too bad to, uh you know, so so decent night for me all around uh, with DraftKings. So hoping to carry that forward into this 12 game slate. Anyway, Toronto at Buffalo, uh, Buffalo. uh the, the, the dogs are barking, uh, you know, Don Granado, uh, you know, hard to tell what the front office wants to do, but it does sure seem like this is very similar to the DJ Smith situation in Ottawa, where it's just going to be untenable for Buffalo to keep him around for too much longer. 
Uh, personally, I think that'd be a mistake. Clearly, this is just a team that can't buy a save and also isn't scoring. And, you know, both those two things are not very good. Um, but I don't really think that a coach would change things if it's Jay Woodcroft, you know, Hey, maybe uh, that would be fun. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Don Garado. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say bad ahead. week for bad week for anyone with my name or names, if you will, because <laughs> yeah. my real name is Donald and Donnie's <laughs> going to get fired and a DJ. I mean, this is just been, my boss is going to get some bad ideas and I don't yeah. like it. So, um, yeah, I, whatever, I'm not going to, you know, I, I also would love to, spend an entire podcast talking about the Buffalo Sabres, but I honestly largely agree. I mean, I, I do think that while annoying, I mean, there is sort of a narrative around like the compete level of this team, but whatever, I, I'm not going to get into it. Like they're just not winning games. Like I, what are we going to say? Let's get into the DFS and talk about how we can profit or whatever on this game, because I do think it will be targeted. And I think more often than not, that could be on the Toronto side. Uh, but this league does have a ton of star power. So are you, you want to start with Toronto or are you thinking we start with Buffalo? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, we saw a very heavy lean, honestly, not that, not that extreme though, toward McKinnon uh, on Tuesday night, um, you know, in, in with Colorado at home against Ottawa, maybe we see a similar uh, deference to you know, uh, like when we're talking about the high-end centers where there's Matthews, McKinnon, Hughes, McDavid, all above 9,000, um, and Hughes and McDavid squaring off on one another, I do think that McKinnon might wind up the most popular of this group, but I think it'll be much closer. Matthews is like 5 or 6% on uh, Tuesday. You're, you're probably talking 12, 14% on, uh, on Thursday you know, just based on me guessing, uh, based on experience, but Matthews has been awesome. I mean, he literally got there in a game where his team scored two goals against the Rangers because he hit the shots bonus and the blocks bonus and scored both those goals. Um, he's shooting like a madman. Very, very good. John Tavares continues to be along for the ride, shooting a bunch, getting a ton of expected goals. Um, not really getting the goals that you would expect, uh, 8.8 expected goals, in the last 10, only two, uh, you know, actual goals. Of course, you're talking Brady Kachuk levels of pounding in the pads for some of those, but, you know, he's been a good finisher in his career. So, um, yeah, two really good options at center here. Um, I think they're perfectly fine played together. Um, I'm waiting for really Nylander's price to settle back down. I, I don't think he's an $8,500 player personally. Um, so yeah, if I'm playing Toronto, I'm honestly taking a hard look at uh, Matthews, Tavares, and something like Morgan Riley to go with it. Uh, Riley's just been awesome ever since Klingberg went on the shelf. Uh, anyone else on the Toronto end that you're interested in? Um, I, th- I think, you know, in the battle of I need a cheap defenseman, um, Timothy Lindgren, Lindgren, is it just Lilligren, Lilligren. There we go. Oh my God, my brain didn't want to get there. Um, <laughs> Timothy I, the Grinch. I, the Grinch. Uh, I mean, this guy did actually like. Well, he was just just under Morgan Riley at five on five. Uh, time on ice, they didn't get a power play, so I don't know if he's power play too. But this guy is eating every single puck that comes his way. Um, if you like Toronto already, and it, again, this is. This isn't like a, I'm playing, you know, Sebastian Ajo on the Islanders like I did on, on Tuesday night where the point upside is incredibly low. Like this guy was playing five on five with Morgan Riley. He is going to touch the ice with Tavares and Matthews and Nylander in a game that they should be able to score goals in. So, you know, I do think that 2,700, he should be in consideration. I mean, he's obviously much less likely to 
break a slate um, than Morgan Riley, but that's priced into this. And, you know, you don't need much more than a blocks bonus and a point to be like, this guy's smashed. So I don't think you're wrong to go with either of the Toronto top six, you know, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares, Marner. I think I lean towards Tavares and Marner, honestly, for the price. Um, but no one can break a slate like Austin Matthews. So I, I could be convinced either way, but I definitely wanted to shout him out because he's been really good. Yeah, um, I, it's honestly not a terrible idea to play Riley and Lilshagrin together if you're saying they're 5-on-5 five five correlated. I mean, uh, clearly they're both benefiting from the game states where they're eating pucks for whatever reason. Riley's been doing it basically all season long, um, and now that he's added the power play one job back to his list of responsibilities without Klingberg, I mean, he's just been awesome. Um I, I was I, clearly this was driven partially by the matchup and, you know, all the value on the Buffalo end. But Darlene was like, you know, 400 more than Riley lastly. And he was like 25 percent owned. I don't I don't have the contest up, but um, he was like he was like the chalkiest player on defense, um, I believe. And really, Morgan Riley is profiling slightly better than Darlene. And I'm not sure that the field is reacting quickly enough to that. Um, you know, he has uh, not only putting up points, but he has 27 blocks in his last 10 games. You know, that's nearly averaging the blocks bonus. He has that power play one, and he's averaging more shot attempts than a guy like Rasmus Dahlin per game over the last 10. Uh, 6.3 shot attempts, uh, Dahlin's at 6.1. So, like, you know, you're talking very similar players. Morgan Riley has a better matchup, better talent around him, um, and a better blocks floor. So, like, like, I really like Morgan Riley here. Um, I would be hard pressed to not play him in a Toronto stack. Uh, otherwise, you know, we're talking same normal cheap line mates who tend to do nothing. And Matthew Nyes, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, um, you know, just not that interested. On the Buffalo end, uh, we got new lines in practice today. Uh, it seems like Jeff Skinner will return from a, uh, I don't even remember what injury it was, uh, some sort of injury. Uh, he. Sure, upper. Uh, playing with Tage and Tuck. Um, does that draw your interest at all? Tage remains sub 8K. Uh, he finally had the shots bonus in his return from injury. You know, he scored also in his return. Uh, first time since he got hurt. So uh, do you feel good about Tage and his now cheap line mates? I'd like to see a first power play run before I went all the way in on it. I mean, I'm kind of expecting it. And then, I mean, what it was last year for the entire year when it was very good was mm-hmm. those three plus cousins plus Darlene. yeah um cousins wasn't on the first power play last game without skinner and i don't believe no, they did score well, they did score um cousins has found well, his game though so yeah know. i mean cousins has looked really good again i i, I really think that this is a, a good spot to i think you could jump in on either buffalo line and, and i'm honestly almost thinking about championing line two uh cousins quinn and paterka is very cheap um I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'll have it, obviously, but like Paterka's truly been good. Cousins has also been very good in, in the last little bit here. And I know some Sabres fans might, if they listen to this, they'd be like, uh, not really, it's not scoring. And it's like, well, he actually has actually started to score again. And it's because he's been really good. Um, and Paterka has been maybe, I, I honestly almost argue their best player all the season. Like maybe that's just health wise because he hasn't been hurt, but like truly has been. And you add Jack Quinn, who, at 2,900 does have a a great goal scoring upside. You know, I can start to buy back in again. I know Quinn only saw 14 minutes. That number is only going to increase. He's coming back from Achilles injury. So 
if you don't want to jump on it yeah, yet, I um, understand. But he went from the fourth line to the second line. Um, I could buy him. Yeah, so I mean, the Paterka Cousins Quinn line played uh, uh, almost 400 minutes together last season, and uh, they had a 3.6 expected goals for uh, versus a 2.8. Uh, eight goals against or sorry expected goals against so that's you know rocking a 55 percent expected goal share on a team that's not great i mean obviously buffalo was much better offensively than they were uh than they have been this season um but you know that this team was not like territorially dominant you know without those guys on the ice so um it's a really interesting line stack like you said it's as cheap as really it should ever be um i think there's a very real chance that cousins gets back on that top power play which you know makes maybe makes it better maybe makes it worse as far as correlation but as long as quince is cheap i think that's perfectly defensible um and yeah obviously tage talk skinner you know it's somewhat interesting buffalo tends to show up against the leafs i, I don't know I, I it's 12 games i, I don't think i'll get to that because i'm typically just playing one lineup but um i'm at least considering it and maybe i'll you know find something that that i like but a lot of options there of course moving on to st louis and florida um this is another spot where i'm pretty sure florida is just going to be piled on um yeah. tampa was surprisingly popular with some values available on uh you know with nick paul um showing up uh, you know, 15% owned Nick Paul on Tuesday, uh, three point night against St. Louis, you know, now Florida with all their dudes seemingly too cheap. Um, Anthony Kachuk sub 7,000, uh, Sam Bennett is also sub 5k. Um, you know, th- there's certainly some reason for pause. Florida has been, uh, you know, quite good, but Sam Bennett, especially just hasn't really been getting it done, especially shots wise. Um, I think this was his first shot bonus of the year. Um, against Calgary, which, you know, revenge, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm guessing that Florida's ownership gets too out of control for me to really have much interest in. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Florida and particularly the distinction between lines one and line two? Um, um, sorry, I think I lost it for half a second there, but I think I got I mean, if you're asking me which line I'd rather play, is that the question? Uh, yeah, I mean, just what are your thoughts generally here? But yes, oh. that, that question as well. So so the first question I have to ask is, are we ever going to trust what Florida's first power play really is? Because again, they had Bennett and then Verhage on that top <laughs> unit. They got scored on twice against. One of them was an empty netter. So, so let's, yeah. you know, they got scored on once and then the empty netter, you know, whatever. Um, Matt the Truck has not been good. I, I know that it was sort of funny. I, I posted, you know, I'm taking Matt the Truck over two and a half shots. He gets there, I mean, by the grace of God himself, two shots at the very end of the game there. And someone's like, wait, he's only two, two and a half. And it's like, dude, this guy's been bad. Like, he's he's just not yeah. been any good. It's um, uh, Yeah, it's literally Jason Robertson East. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's not. It, I, again, like, I was just like, I like the matchup a lot and uh, enough, I guess. I mean, it really wasn't that great. But, like, the, the number just kind of stood out. It doesn't really matter. I I still think here I'm going to go back to it if I do, if I'm going to play it. I don't know if I'm going to, but I, I think I'm just going to trust Verhage and Tachuk because I do find them to be um, the most interesting here. And the price distinction doesn't exist as much as it used to when it was like, okay, well, you know, every, everyone's going to funnel in to Matt Tachuk because he's just so much cheaper than Reinhardt. Now it's kind of pretty even. So I, I wonder if it's as uh, stark of a difference in price like 
or I mean, in ownership between the Reinhardt Barkov and the Fitzgerald for Hagee, like it's a bit cheaper, but I don't think it's unbelievable to an extent of like it completely changes your lineup. But I once again just go back to Brandon Montour and I say that guy would be included in either stack. Um, just no reason not to play him at 5,400, in my opinion, if you're gonna go that route. Yeah, the uh, the shots have been there, the points have not. Um, it's odd it's getting to the point of absurdity honestly uh that he's shooting this much and has four points in 15 games um you know not only does he have 35 shots well actually i'm looking at the last 10 games but uh over the last 10 he has 74 shot attempts and is getting 36 percent of those on net uh clearly you know that's always closer to 50 percent for a defenseman uh montour's not been an outlier in that regard you know on the negative end so like there is some just regression as far as his volume um but you gotta think there's points coming for him because he has a firm grasp on the power play one um and yeah honestly i probably should not have said kachuk and bennett before carter verhage because verhage has been sort of their engine um i'm I don't have access to this, but uh, one, if anyone does know of it, please let me know because I'd be uh, thrilled to play around with it. But like on off, on off splits as far as individual production for players, because in my head, I have it as Verhege doing very well alongside Barkov and not so well alongside Bennett this year. Now, of course, that's limited sample and I just I just could be flat out wrong. Um, but that's the only concern that I have is that like one, you know, ownership on Verhege Kachuk. uh and two, that like, I'm just, you know, I think Barkov is really the engine here and he's 7,500. Like, it's not like he's that expensive. Um, and yeah, Reinhardt's cooled off. Rodriguez isn't power play one. Um, yeah, it's fine. I think you can take pieces here, but, and or you can stack it, but it's just not really something that I'm overly excited to attack at this moment. So, um, yeah, keep, yeah. keep an eye on uh Lindell as well. He could return, they coach said. So, keep an eye on that. Okay. Uh, on the St. Louis side of things, um, I doubt there's going to be a metric ton of interest here. They didn't put Kyra on the top power play last game, so that kind of breaks up what was a kind of fun first line. And you know, Florida's pretty good, anyways. Like, I do kind of respect them defensively now with everyone back. So. I'm not that interested, um, but is there anything you want to mention over on the blue side of things? Not really, and that's largely because uh, Florida's been stunningly good, like, defensively. Yeah. Um, like, their trend, uh, especially in shot attempts, has been just remarkable. I mean, they started the year average, and then they just really are trending toward the stifling team that's not allowing a ton of volume against um and so with 12 games there's really no need to you know go chasing these mid-tier st louis lines i i don't think um but you know they're still cheap if you're a st louis believer uh but i would do it with tory krug who is still fine again not not playing them but if you do i would strongly consider making it a four-man stack uh because the value at defense is lacking on this slate to say the least in my humble opinion all right uh washington columbus uh, you want to get us started here? Yeah, those are, yeah, that kind of sounds like a good historic battle. <laughs> Tim versus Christopher Columbus. I mean, who really? Uh, what was it? The um, epic rap battles of history? There you go. Yeah, right. It, it just kind of has that feel to it. Um, okay. I I mean, I, boy, I, I honestly, I feel like this game, it's, again, I'm going to say it, Columbus won, Bronkov, Shinikov, Marchenko, 
Um, I'm not really all that interested in anything else here. But, but I mean, Wierenski. And on, on the other side, like Ovechkin has been shooting a lot again. 7,400 is interesting. Um, I don't think I'm going to touch this game, though. Like, it, it's fine. I, I think if I'm coming in, it's just Columbus 1, or, or if you want to call them 2. Although someone actually was like, hey, I liked Columbus 3. That was a good call. And I was like, wait, what are we calling it? Um, we need a name <laughs> for this line. Can we name this line something? I mean, it's, um, it's the Russian line. I, mean, I don't know. But... Okay, yeah. The, the Russian <laughs> cannons. Uh, I don't know. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, the the yeah the Columbus invasion of Russians. Anyways, I'll I'll workshop it. I'll workshop it. Um, maybe maybe don't not maybe really not much, using though. the term invasion when it comes to Russians. Uh, maybe maybe start there. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Uh, maybe start with not calling anything to do with Russians an invasion because oh yeah you know, uh, well, geopolitics. I mean, they called it okay. You're right. You know what? <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing right now. I'm gonna work on it. Yeah. I don't like the matchup regardless. I still think Washington is pretty decent defensively okay. in all honesty, and I'm probably not touching this game. And I'm before I say anything stupider that I already have, like trying to pronounce the new guy on Washington's name. I am gonna shut up and pass it back to you yeah um yeah i just wanted on the record we were a split second away from dj uh with uh, hitting us with some uh pro putin propaganda that i could have uh, clipped for I the pod so absolutely nothing to say about it i i was literally i thought they called it like the russian invasion when all the russian players came over to the, the nhl like isn't that what they called it that's I, like what i was going for yeah i'm not sure um, I don't remember back then it was the Soviets. Maybe it was the like European whatever. invasion. I don't know. I think they maybe was thinking okay. of the European. I, th- it doesn't matter. I'm not making a stance. Okay. I'm just trying to um, talk about Columbus One. All right, but no one wants to call them that but me. So I'm going to think of yeah a new name while you bang. Yeah, Columbus. Um, you know, based on the underlings, doesn't look great. They had 2.7 expected goals against the Sabers. Had nine, so it's not like that game was a, a stark change. Um, in their trend, just you know, goalies failing. Um, I think you can go right back to that Marchenko, uh, Chinikov, Vronkov line. You know, they're still power play one. They're uh, all correlated with Ransky and Gaudreau. Um, they play a bunch at five on five. You know, except in games where the team scores nine goals, they're they're not going to play a bunch. You know, guess what? Um, so yeah, their usage is fine. Their price is the exact same as it was Tuesday. Uh, go back to our Twitter. If you missed Tuesday's pod is sort of, I gave the outline of like who these players are and like why they are sustainably good NHL players because they have track records outside the NHL. And, uh, yeah, Marchenko scored a natural hat trick, uh, with one of the nastiest goals of the year, the between the legs power play goal was just, I mean, that was wild. Um, so yeah, they're fine. Uh, Washington, on a back-to-back on the road, not not interested. Um, Ovi's, you know, cheap, but you don't need that on this slate when guys like Tage Thompson are on the same price and you're betting on similar sorts of, uh, you know, bounce-backiness, if you will. Um, and, you know, Forsberg and you know, all these guys' price around them are just better. So I'm moving on. Um, I will say keep an eye on Maroshinichenko. Um, he's, you know, a fine prospect. Obviously, he was 19 playing in the KHL. Uh last season so like you know we don't have a ton uh as far as like oh this guy's gonna dominate shots um because he didn't get much ice time as most teenagers do in the khl um but he profiles decently you know as a shooter as a playmaker first round pick etc so if you play something like 18 minutes um and gets good power play time um i think that's fine but uh anyway uh let's move on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay all right 
Uh, next, we have Nashville and Philadelphia. This is, you know, not a game that jumps off the page by any stretch. I think I honestly go right back to the Flyers if I'm going anywhere. Um, Matt, I, I hope you're prepared, but if you're not, I'm giving you a second to hopefully think of what I'm going to say and and read my mind. Telepathy, as we learned last time, and uh, Owen Tippett the good. Owen game, Tippett. But... Oh, damn it! That was a second late. <laughs> But how many minutes did the 21.8 fantasy point, six shots on goal, overtime winner Owen Tippett get against well, the National Torts, Predator? Torts did say he wanted to get Tippett more ice time and that he played better with more ice time. So I'm guessing it's over 13 and a half. Uh, yeah, you'd be, you'd be very wrong. It did, did not quite crack the 15-minute mark. <laughs> I, don't uh, I love it. What, you a, hear me? What, a, what a team. What a team. 1452 yeah i mean just whatever this, this team is is a lot of fun um i'm not sure if you're cutting in or out but i'll just take it from here um i think it's fine to go back to like stacking him um you know this matchup is not imposing whatsoever um and yeah there's really not uh like the prices are getting lower on guys like Bobby Brink and Morgan Frost. The the role on the power play looks the same. So they're not all correlated together, which obviously would be the slam dunk of, of them all. Um, but we did see some more certainty with the power play units. It's York, Brink, Tippett on one unit, and then Frost with Risto, Forster, Couturier, Konechny on the other. So like, you know, you're kind of getting the same thing in Buffalo where it's like you get the piece of the power play one, or what I'm, what I'm projecting in Buffalo, where you get the piece of the power play one who's kind of thin, but you're correlating it with two guys uh, from the power play two who are shot dominators. Well, Tippett, who's a shot dominator with the defense team, who's pretty good in Cam York, um, all at very, very reasonable prices. So uh, I'm strongly considering that. Bobby Brink, of course, has been a disappointment fantasy wise, um, but I think he has upside still. You know, um, that's really what you're playing him for at 2,900 is the, the chance that he does get 15 to 20. Um, and so I think you would just want to stack Philly in that case, of course. So, um, yeah, I'm back. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. what if I said went through, but Owen Tippett also had double the expected individual expected goals in the last game than any other player on the ice for the Flyers. Um, just also wanted to was gonna throw that in there as well. And then my I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what the heck's going on tonight. Everything was working perfectly. Regardless, I agree with everything you said. I heard most of it. All of the minutes seem to go to the connecting line, which is a little frustrating if you play Owen Tippett. Uh yeah, that's uh you know, that's kind of true. But uh Nashville. Uh any interest in Nashville here? I mean, we've seen no. them cool off a little bit. Philly's you know, Philly just shut down uh freaking jack hughes so yeah i'm pretty much in agreement yeah there. no um, i i absolutely won't be playing them okay all right uh let's just move forward because i don't think there's anything new in nashville to discuss carolina pittsburgh uh svechikov is a back baby 5k um you know only played 16 minutes but he scored had four shots uh on the power play with Aho and uh it was burns right yeah it was burns mm-hmm. um so you know there's some merit to svechnikov uh, he's playing with drury and teravinen uh neither of whom are on the power play with him so not interested in stacking but svechnikov stands out as a clear value um any interest in playing carolina here against the penguins i i honestly like find myself very much uh considering the full fade here um don't think it takes much to convince me of it yeah like 
Sveshnikov played a decent run. He shot enough, but Slimeys to start the game at least for Drury and Teravainen, and like, what are, are we considering that? Like, like what line is that? You know what I mean? Like the, the wealth is pretty spread out in this team right now, as far as like a good correlated stack. Um, and I'm just not playing Aho at this price, so I think I end up fading Carolina, and I just don't have interest in paying for Pittsburgh. Um, but there's just better options that's similarly priced. Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much agree there. Um, you know, I am considering at least the Svechikov one-off. Um, but yeah, Burns has fallen off a cliff, even with the power play. I mean, one shot in his last three games. I'm I'm sure that comes with uh 47 shot attempts, but you know, it just doesn't matter when it comes to him, uh, apparently. And um, on Pittsburgh, you mentioned that. Pustinen is keeping the power play one job for now. That really throws a wrinkle into the Ricard Raquel uh, stuff because, you know, even though Ricard is in a good spot uh, in the top six in Pittsburgh, um, without that top power play billing, it's just kind of, uh, you know, like, what are you missing by not playing Raquel against Carolina? I guess. Um, I, I don't think you're missing much. So, yeah, I can't uh, believe yeah. that the 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 squeaky wheel that Pittsburgh's power play one needed was uh Poulston in like, but yeah. it is. It's good. Yep. They're good again. The power play is working. Congratulations. Uh, we can yeah, Mike we can Sullivan Vegas at Tampa. Genius. Yeah. We what? Uh, Mike Sullivan's a mad genius. Um. Yes. Yes. He he went to Sweden himself, and or is, it, is he Swedish? I he might even be Finnish. I don't really don't know. Pusinen um, is uh, Finnish. Pusinen. It sounds more Finnish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sorry for the disrespect. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like. I said I have no other interest in this game. Like, if you want to play one percent on Pittsburgh, one that have at it, but I'm just gonna not do that. Like, you don't need to get that different on this twelve game slate. So, um, yeah. I ready for Tampa. You know, Point, Paul, Kucherov, <laughs> Stamkos, Pagel, Sorelli. Like, I do think that top six is a bit more optimal than it's been. Um, you could, uh, I almost, I dare say like Victor Hedman at 5,500 is okay. He was back on the top power play, right? I'm just trying to, yeah, he must've been, I'm almost positive, but I honestly didn't look, um, all that, yeah. you know, it's good. I think they're a good team. I think it's fine. I'm not going to play it against Vegas. Like I'm just going to continue to not play against Vegas very often, if ever. Um, you know what? I, I'm sure if I played Aho last late, I'd be, you know, pretty happy with, uh, with what they did there. Um, Sergachev only played five minutes last game and was injured as well, which is another thing I wanted to mention about uh, the headman thing, but we don't know for sure. He didn't return, so it doesn't bode incredibly well. He blocked a shot, so I, I just don't know. Um, just keep an eye on it, definitely, because we didn't get a firm word, I don't believe. I'm just trying to double-check one last time, but I don't think we got any firm Sergachev news, but that did boost the minutes of everyone around him. Um, he didn't practice. So uh, keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was using a knee scooter, uh, according to the Lightning Insider guy. So I don't think he's playing. Um, yeah. So that's that's that. I mean, that obviously solidifies Victor Hedman, 5,500. There's yeah. uh, worse plays at defense, you know, that. There's better plays for sure, but, um, you know, solid, solid minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. Power play two could get a little interesting. This Darren Radish guy, 
Um, yeah. Tends to be. Yeah, I think when Hedman was out, it was Radish. So I'm guessing that Radish would keep it. 2,700 played 22 minutes. Uh, you know, keep in mind though that of course the minutes get elevated when a guy goes out as early as Sergachev did, regardless. But he does have a history of getting around 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, 27. He's on the, He's a, sorry. Go ahead. Nope, I was gonna say he's like with the you know your your Liljgren. Uh, twenty seven hundred yeah. defenseman list. I was just gonna say, like, you could just kind of put him down if you're. We're taking notes. Okay, there's uh, you know, another really good cheap defenseman option, and I think you might be giving up a little projectable block volume for a guy that I think will be more involved offensively. Um, although we just it's hard to say that with uh, Toronto because we just haven't seen uh Wilgren in for very long um, after this injury. But I do think that that that, that they act actively tried to put uh, Radish in offensive situations. And he played a lot of minutes last game. Yeah. Um, on the Vegas end of things, I, I, I'm i guessing they throw things in the blender, but they've done that a few times. Uh, they've really, um, it's strange because they haven't done, uh, I guess they really haven't done a ton to like shake things up, but I'm a little bit, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit uncertain that, this Vegas team is as I don't want to say bad, but they have some really bad losses, um, you know, giving up a lot of goals lately. And there's not much to that. Like their underlings are still stellar. Their PK looks solid. Um, so, you know, this could just be a little wobble. This could be a sign of something bigger. Um, but, you know, for DFS purposes, they're all pretty expensive between uh, mm-hmm. Eichel, Petrangelo, Marcheseau, Stone. Um, I would cast a lot for Marcheseau if he gets paired up with Eichel again. Um, you know, yeah. 6,200 is a decent price, but nothing crazy against Tampa here on the road in the midst of a road trip. So anything else before we move on? Yeah. Uh, I think Pete Trangelo continues to hit one bonus a night, uh, another blocks bonus for him. So I do think though, honestly, if it is Marcheseau Eichel and you're like, I'm going down that rabbit hole, I, I think he just... Highly consider Alex Petrangelo um, on the point. But yeah, let's move over to the highest total of the night. Um, the game with uh, definitely the most opportunity to spend all your cap. And that is Edmonton on the road at New Jersey. Um, Jack Hughes is more expensive than Connor McDavid. Let's start right there. Um, do you want to say, make a case for either of them right off the bat? Um. I mean, I think I'm pretty on the record as saying that McDavid's not worth this 9K price tag. Um, okay. Just yeah. because the shop floor has really been lacking compared to his options at this price range. Now, when a guy has 21 points in 10 games, you know, that's um, going to make you look foolish some nights. But I, it's sort of the thing of like, yeah, what you're really looking for at that price tag is a 3.9. Um, but for these other guys, you know, it's not that much less likely that they get a three or four point night, but when McDavid does it, it's not as powerful because those guys, when they do it, they're almost certainly hitting the shots bonus, you know, Hughes, uh, McKinnon, uh, Matthews, um, am I missing one? I feel like I'm missing a guy. Uh, that's above nine K. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I guess I'm thinking of Pasternak and Kudrov. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, like those guys above. Those guys above 9K, when they hit, they're almost always bringing the shots with it. I mean, McDavid just has not been that shooter this year that he was last year. Um, so, you know, to me, it's a Jack Hughes uh, decision. I also think it's that because of the Edmonton lines that we saw, um, where, 
yeah, RNH and Hyman with McDavid, like stacking him is just really expensive. Um, you know, you're playing Hyman, of course, who's priced way up, and then RNH is just like the grossest play on the board, um, because he's not a shooter. So yeah, I much prefer to go New Jersey route. I really like um power play stacking New Jersey. Um, so yeah. Do we have New Jersey lines from today by chance if you were looking? We do have news there. That, uh, Sorry, go ahead. They didn't have a line, so they didn't have lines. We did get confirmation that Dougie Hamilton will miss the remainder of the regular season, which uh, seems rough. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's awful. You know, uh, it is what it is, I guess. They've been fine, not stellar. So, got to say, I'm not overly ambitious about, like, uh, giga stacking this game or anything. Um, But, you know, there's at least some value in a Toffoli at 6,100. Although the shots have not been there lately, you got to think that he refines his early season form um, sooner than later. And no better spot to do it than against Kelvin Picard and the Edmonton Oilers, as I say. So, um, yeah, I, I honestly think my plan here is to just try to look if I can play Jack Hughes on his own. Um, it yep. should continue to be, by the way, I, you know, it, McDavid, Hyman, and Evander Kane are what practice today, which puts mm. RNH. No, they I, wait, they tweeted lines. I'm looking at all right, I'm looking again. I'm looking at uh Bob Stofer, Tony Brar. They all they all have uh R&H. Oh, it's RNH. Wow, look yeah. at me. You are right. Oh man. I retweeted that too. And I am stupid. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. Yep, just Jack Hughes and screw everything okay. else. Tofoli's the best guy like to stack that. it with. But if you if you if you have the money and you say, you know what? 6100 to Foley, sure. I think that's fine, but I don't think you even have to do it. Uh, but keep an eye uh, out for what their lines are. How about Luke Hughes? Any interest? 4K? I mean, not none, but not a ton. Okay. Like uh, the, the rates, are they getting better? I, I just mm, not. Really. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Uh, it, it's fine. It's it's very much a fine. I, I think in like this is the game environment you'd want to play him in, but I don't think he's necessary in a stack where it's like. You know, I, I think I'd rather like punt one defenseman as a given some options and try to get like a Montour with my Florida than force him in, lose that kind of a correlation. Um, you see if, if that makes sense. But yeah, again, you that's... play with your lineup and if, you know, if, if he fits right in, like you have exactly what you wanted and you have 4K, like boom. I mean, no doubter. You have Jack Hughes, go for it. But like, I think that money could be spent better elsewhere. Yep, uh, that that's fair. I just wanted to uh, at least mention it. All right, Vancouver at Dallas. Um, Vancouver oh. continues to do it. Um, let's see. They have won, God, four of the last five, uh, nine of their last 12 or something. Uh, ridiculous. You know, they're still a very good team. Uh, the prices on these guys continue to drop. Um, Patterson sub 7K. Um I don't know. I got to say, I was not expecting to open up the slate and be pretty interested in Vancouver, um, but I am. Uh, Brock Besser also sub-7K, 23 goals in 33 games. Of course, a 25% shooting percentage is unsustainable, but you know he's putting up volume and the price is going down with the goals. So like, yeah, I don't really understand what's going on here. Uh, any interest in Vancouver against Dallas? Yeah, no, I think, I think Vancouver is... Uh... Actual, an actual leverage playoff Florida, but I don't have a ton of interest in this game, really. Like, I don't love this game environment. Um, not a lot of interest in Dallas at all. I, I think Vancouver is actually just kind of good defensively, and that is what it is. 
but this could be a pivot for sure off of what I think will be much, much chalkier Florida um, just because of the matchup. So I think it is Pedersen. Um, stacking is ugly when, you know, Kuzmenko, I would probably assume would be out again. So Mikheyev and Ayas Suter, not on his power play. I guess you could make it a case that one of them is good value. So I'll let you make the case for A, if you like one of those lines more than the other, and B, if you're actually looking to stack, or is this another Jack Hughes situation? Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, because again, I, I totally agree with you that the environment's not great, um, but the prices are really just uh, really pulling at me. Um, we also are getting uh, Philip Pronick, uh on the Vancouver side, you know, 4,500 for a guy who's power to play one. They've shown a willingness to feed him pucks to take one-timers. Uh, from Ovi's office uh, from that area so like it's really intriguing to play something like Patterson Heronic um, you know you don't you can honestly play one of these you know uh, I think you said Suter and I don't even know is it Lafferty one of these idiots like sure but it's you know obviously a thin play um, but Again, it's cheap, so like thin is fine if there's upside. And clearly, when you're stacking Pedersen and uh, Ronick, there is upside. So it's interesting. Dallas, I mean, is, is Matt Duchesne just going to keep doing it all year long? Uh, coming off a three-point night, um, his line has been pretty good all year. Now they get a fun defenseman to play with. Uh, yes, uh, this is a Thomas Harley podcast now. Uh, this dude is just going pog wild. Uh, five goals in his last 10 games. Uh, let's see, five goals in his last nine, I think, actually, when you when you divvy it up. But um, he's he's a guy who I think the world of talent-wise, uh, I think even if the goals don't continue, uh, his uh, time on ice, his blocks, he's averaging two a game over the last 10. You know, add one, you get to the bonus. Um, and his power play two involvement with the guys who are the best players on Dallas. I mean, like this is full on like catastrophic for Dallas one. Um, they've just, I mean, you know, there's sub point per game, which I don't know anyone would have believed you uh, had I, had I told you that uh, coming into this year. So uh, Dallas two is cheap. Harley's pretty cheap. Vancouver's too cheap. Don't love the game, but man, uh, there's some attractive pieces here and you could theoretically do a game stack that I would not hate uh, for sure. So uh, yeah, there you go. All right, let's keep it moving. We still have way more games than I thought. Montreal yeah. at Minnesota. Yeah. The good news about this game is it's probably going to be decently quick. I can't imagine. I mean, I got Marco Rossi, 3,400. I guess we'll just say that that is an option. First power play, um, unless if anything changed. Um, Brock Faber, 3,800. Um, first power play, unless if anything changed. And he continues to get all of the minutes. And now everyone's saying, you know, is this guy, this guy maybe rookie of the year type stuff i mean what do we got uh and then you have an absolute you know top line top power play boldly eric sinek caprizov is it a little overpriced maybe are they playing montreal yeah they are so i get anything you'd want to say about minnesota being a good play i don't think it's my favorite on the entire night and, and that might just be because i actually don't think montreal is quite as bad as people think but I, i'm not I'm not crossing it out by any stretch of the imagination. Like it, it's there for sure. Um, and, and being considered. Yeah. Um, I think Rossi's really interesting. You know, 3,400 does go a long way. 
Um, played 19 minutes in that game against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, only down to 16 against Boston. But like having that 20 minute upside is huge. Um, so you know, and the power play, you know, so on, so on. Um, just a really easy way to sort of say like, yeah, I'm betting on Kirill Kaprizov, but I, you know, I'm playing Austin Matthews or whatever by just saying, okay, Rossi gets it done on the power play, um, chips in a bit. So I think you can stack around uh, pretty pretty nicely. I'm not interested in paying 7,400 for Joel Erickson-Eck, I got to say. Um, but, you know, maybe even something like Boldy Kaprizov Rossi and just say like, yeah, it's a power play stack. Um, just hope that Erickson-Eck doesn't uh, – He's not the guy who jams the rebound home or whatever. Um, perfectly fine by me. Freddie Goudreau, um, some solid performances. Uh, what Two of his last three, he's gotten over 10 DK points. Minimum salary for a guy who I think you can project to play 15, 17 minutes uh, in a great matchup. Just, you know, not really sure about the uh, the price tag there, DraftKings. So. Just a full-on punt if you need it for a player that we kind of like over here in MSP Studios. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a guy that you mentioned to me. I was like, "Yo, have you like the last late he was on?" I was like, "I was like, oh, I, I guess I don't need to, you know, I don't need a twenty-five hundred or twenty-six hundred player." And he smashed, yeah. and now he's twenty-five hundred. And it's like, wait, <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So I definitely agree. He's he's your. I, I can't imagine there's a better minimum salary play of the night than him. Um, for Kadro uh, that is, and uh, on the other side of things, yeah. I don't have a lot of interest in Montreal. Um, it's getting cheaper, and I think that I always take a look at Cole Caulfield. Uh, he just profiles to be a player that can be, um, you know, well worth the sixty-eight hundred price tag. But I don't really, you know, care for the matchup very much. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just is he going to kill me? I, I just don't, I don't see it. So no, I don't. Uh, uh, let's. I do not yeah, think I, so. Um, we have three games left after this so is there anything else you want to mention here josh anderson obligatory 3k mention he's bad but he's averaging five shot attempts a game that's 10 expected fantasy points per game um started scoring nine nine actual fantasy points a game which is incredible um so yeah 3k i mean you know in a pinch he's fine but he's not like they're good players all right ottawa colorado uh cal mccarr he might be back. Uh, he might think he's good, but he's not, according to Devontae's. Um, I'm guessing he's talking about Miko Rantanen because everyone seems to be trying to shit on Miko, which is just silly. I mean, Devontae's Bad. is just, I mean, Devontae's has gone from the most underrated player under league to one of the most overrated ones, in my opinion. This dude is not a number one defenseman, and he makes a shit ton of money to not be a number one defenseman. So, like, you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not that interested in Colorado here. I got to say, uh, the pricing, the other, you know, the other possibilities that we have now Nachushkin is 7,000. Like just, I, I can't do it. Okay. Yeah. But you don't have to, no one's going to make you, um, Thank you. it's incredibly expensive and I don't think it's warranted, uh, entirely. Um, it's fine. I mean, like, it's not like you couldn't play it and I, and I just, I think it is at least slightly enticing, but I I feel like this Ottawa team is actually better than Buffalo, probably. And, and I know they're, you know, played worse or whatever, but this is not the worst team in the NHL. They've gotten some bad goaltending and it may be a broken record. They both, you know, both teams have. And um, I just don't think it's really going to be worth your while to, I mean, you need a lot, a, a, an unbelievable amount to go right to stack Colorado one. It's not just, oh, McKinnon scored and Brenton scored. I'm good. No, you need... 
four goals. Okay, like, I mean, it's to a 12 game yeah. slate, and you're putting all of your cap on one team. Like, you need an absolute must have smash from all three of those top guys. I just don't see it against Ottawa. I actually think this is a much better team than than meets the eye. So, um, no sure. thank you. Um, I'm fading both sides. And I don't. I mean, Ottawa is going back to Stutzel, Brady, and Batherson. That I like that more at the price. I think, and I don't agree like that much. But I do think with Kel McCarr out, this is not a very, very good Colorado uh, defensive team. Um, and I could at least take another look at it, but not a favorite. So I'm gonna probably just move on and not waste any more of your time. And something I'm just more than likely going to not have in my lineups. Yes, I will second all of that. Um, the also nice thing about that Ottawa one is that they're correlated with Jake Sanderson on the power play one, who is forty six hundred, a uh, guy who can can do it all. You know, blocks uh, obviously can get there. Shots, eh, it's a bit iffy. Yeah, it's um, bit point iffy. production, yeah, it's a bit iffy. But you know, forty six hundred power play one correlated. That line is probably too cheap just in general. So yeah, um, yeah, it's fine. All right, Calgary Anaheim. Uh, you mentioned some of the Anaheim news. I, I My take on it is that Jamie Drysdale will be back. He was paired with Cam Fowler in practice, whereas both McTavish yeah. and Zegers were paired with uh, what's-his-face who's out, uh, Lundestrom. Lund- and, Lundstrom, you know, so yeah. I'm guessing no none of those uh, guys return. Um, so, you know, th- that being what it is, that really only means anything for a guy like Medjukov, who should remain on the power play one, but he may not um, now that dry sales back in. So um, really not that much of interest here because the forwards are just too expensive. Um, I just, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Like I know Terry's finally figured it out, but Calgary's like no pushover and I'd rather take Calgary. So anyone on Anaheim you want to play? Uh, at the current iteration now, um, yeah. definitely going to check, but honestly, even if, you know, I think if Zegers is back, I'm I mean, I'm not really interested in Zegers first game back. It's been off for quite some time. McTavish fifty nine hundred might not be quite cheap enough, but I I will give that a good look. Um, yeah, I do expect Drysdale to return. That's a good shout. I didn't even think of that. On the Calgary side, I'll move over. It's incredibly cheap, and they're playing Anaheim. Um, they did practice lines. It was Mangiapane, Lindholm, Sharangovich, Zari, Kadri, Pospisil, Huberdeau, Backlund, Coleman. My interest is probably solely through Lindholm. Um, I think he just is a much, much better, you know, it, it, especially like against a guy like Leo Carlson as a rookie. Like, I just think that he could do pretty well there. Um, I don't know what they're going to match up. I don't really care that much, but I could take a look at going with Lindholm and Sharangovich, who has just been really good. Uh, the price has come up a ton. I hate that I'd be buying on a guy at 4,700 when I was like, he's a good play at 33. It, I don't know if he's still a good play at 47, honestly. So it's a, again, a maybe, but I do think this matchup's fine. Um, I just not a favorite, but it's definitely a little bit more in consideration um, than, than some others, you know, similarly priced to like Buffalo two. And it's like, Oh, these guys are actually power play one. You know what I mean? They're kind of like talk yeah. yourself into it a little bit easier when in that kind of a lens. So it, it it's interesting at least, but not anything I'm, you know, taken to the bank. Yeah, um, I think through Calgary, it's kind of interesting. You open up their, you know, their natural stat trick stuff and my expected fantasy point and the top two guys are Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson kind of shows you the state of their offense, yeah. which is to say not that existent. Um, but they get a matchup with Anaheim and specifically on Rasmus Anderson. I mean, uh, this dude in his last 10 games has nine games of double digit fantasy points. Now at 5,800, you're going to want a bit more than, you know, 10, 11, 12 DraftKings points, of course. 
Um, but when that's your floor, like that's that's awfully in- intriguing against a team like Anaheim, who you know can just you know spring a leak. Um, so there's double, triple bonus potential here, even, and he's sub six k. Probably doesn't get much ownership despite the matchup. So I'm kind of interested in Anderson and you know building that through yeah. maybe a Lindholm or Kadri. Um, just yeah, that of, honestly know, is the mini stack. Perfect way. Yeah, I, I think I think okay. it's almost uh, almost necessary to play them if you're cool. playing uh, Calgary. Um, if you're thinking upside in, it does remind me a lot of like Vegas when it was like, well, their offense is and a lot of the power play is just driven through the defense. Like they are running it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that Rasmus Anderson is Noah Dobson tonight, but like I don't think it's as far off as the price would be. And I know the Islanders aren't on the slate, but yeah, that's a really really good thing to mention and uh, you know a good thing for betting as well like to take a look at these guys because they're super valuable and if the price is good you know you can jump over there as well over on DraftKings Sportsbook I'm not sure if you heard they're a partner anyways last game of the night unless there's anything you want to mention is Arizona nope. and the San Jose Sharks are you ready nope let's uh um, so let's close this go up. over yep uh the notes again there was a lot of them <laughs> You know, Quinn said that Addison and Ruda are feeling better. They're not out tomorrow. Zadina took a shift with Hurdle and Eklund. And then basically they said, yeah, Barbano's going to play, but we do want Zadina to skate with Hurdle tomorrow. So that sounds like uh, he's going to maybe take that spot. They're going to move things around, keep an eye on it. I'm not very interested. I mean, Grandlin's at 5K now. I mean, I think I'd rather just uh, play Dylan Cousins. <laughs> uh, but expecting it to be Zutterlin, Barabanov, and Grandlin. You know, Hurdle, Uckland, and Zadina, 2,600 Zadina. Th- th- that's a guy, I guess, but doesn't really shoot. I don't think I'm that interested in San Jose, but I wanted to give kind of the, the, the notes on them. Uh, anything on San Jose, or are you ready to give me all of your Arizona takes right now? I mean, like, <laughs> uh, Grandland is really underpriced for his production as of late. That's all I'll say. I mean, he's been awesome. Uh, Five, six. Hey. Six shot attempts per game for a guy who has 14 points in 10 games. It's just like madness. He's playing well over 20 minutes a night. Arizona sucks. I get it. I get it. Trust me. I God damn it. I get it. But uh, this, you know, like this San Jose team is, is, is not as bad as everyone wants to make them out to be. And so I think that Grandland is actually in play. Um, so hopefully we get better lines from uh from practice, but um, if Barabanov slides in to either Duclair or Zetterlin's spot, then I, I don't know. Like maybe that's a bit worse, but um, yeah, like they're they're fine. Uh, I sh- we should mention actually because we were talking about Duclair returning. He returned on the second power play uh, with no Addison. They use Zetterlin, Hurdle, Granlund, Eklund, Barabanov. Um, so if they go Granlund. Zetterland, Barabanov, and move Duclair down to the fourth line or whatever, uh, now that they're moving Zadina up, um, they could actually have a power play one correlated line with Granlund. So, look, I'm sorry. I had to say it, though, because the numbers are the numbers at some point, and Granlund's been incredible. Uh, so, on the Arizona side, I'm still not sure what Michelli has to do to get some damn respect around here. Um, six shot attempts per game, More. Uh, you know, uh, all primary assists, well, sorry, three goals, four primary assists, no secondary assists over those 10 games. So he's doing everything, getting kind of unlucky while he's at it, playing 18 minutes. Um, he's not the line one, but the line one's going to be super popular. I think Michelli's a great play, uh, either as a one-off or with his line mates, because he continues to get the job done. So that line one that 
that you're mentioning is Kerfoot, Keller, and Schmoltz. The top power yes. play went to Moser. Do keep an eye on defense there. I don't think we have any confirmation on Jersey yet. Um, he's been day to day, so didn't play on Tuesday. Uh, Fifty seven hundred, very steep price for this guy uh, who's just injured. But the rates have been fantastic. Yeah. So if he's back, I, you know, I still think he's going to jump right back in or whatever. Uh, Moser forty one hundred seems a little pricey. We've mentioned plays at the same price, plays that are much cheaper. Um, it's whatever, like stackable only in my opinion. You're not one-offing that guy over, like even Brock Faber, who also feels like you're probably stacking. Um, yeah, I agree with you said about Mancelli. Uh, I do still think that Clayton Keller's uh, one of the better players in the entire league, and I would like to get exposure to him. Um, I honestly think you're totally fine to one-off him, in my opinion. Like I, I don't think you're doing it entirely wrong there um, to just say either Chris Keller um, or putting him with just one guy and moving on here and hoping that all of the goals come through him. Um, I think he's honestly, in my opinion, that level, but Mincelli is, has been very, very good. So another great one-off piece. Imagine Grandlin yeah, if he was just... actually good and 3,900. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, that? I mean, I'm going to say, I think Michelli is if Keller were actually good because Keller's numbers Whoa. are actually terrible. Um, I mean, they've just... Okay, they're again. both good. You're, you know what? Mich- Michelli's rocking like Fine. a 3.4 expected goals uh four on you know and keller is not so you know uh, keller's expected by whom matt sure not by not by clayton keller all i'm saying is that keller uh, also scoring goals all i'm saying is that they're the same price i'm playing michelli here so um you know that 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 goes to show where where, where my head's at all right uh let's do top stacks and guaranteed goals um i will get us started um i Actually, well, do you want to get us started, or um, should I just continue to? Uh... Yeah. Okay. Screw it. Uh, I'm gonna go with oh. the Dallas oh. two. Um, Sagan, Duchesne, Thomas Harley, loaded up, baby. Let's go. All right. Uh, my my chalky uh build of uh the Chuck Verhage Montour. I'm gonna do it, I think, and just say that Sam Bennett isn't quite as bad as he's played hopefully he cannot not stink for one night and uh let those guys uh cook let him cook let james cook okay um i think at the high end uh talking through the high end i think i want to build around austin matthews so uh let's go matthews Tavares, and morgan riley uh clearly that's two centers and a defenseman you can make center wing if you want to um there's some decent salary savers too on the slate that we've talked about so maybe not impossible to fit in a Marner or Nylander with that three man yeah yeah no I, I really liked that a lot um I'm, I'm gonna try, try to go a little bit cheaper without completely ruining things um so I'm just gonna go Colorado with uh, Lindholm okay and that's the show no Lindholm uh Sharon Govich and Rasmus Anderson but honestly I Lindholm and Rasmus Anderson are kind of the two there. I, I kind yep. of feel like I'm talking myself into as I go through this slate, like having less very big stacks and more to kind of like smaller situations, which you know it can work, it can it can blow up in your face, whatever. But I, I do think that's pretty good. And you're getting, you know, you're kind of on track to build a pretty good lineup, in my opinion, if you start there. Yeah, uh for sure. Um so let's do some quick guarantee goals and close out the show because uh, we're running late. 
Uh, I will lead things off with Matias Michelli. I mean, come on. I, I just said that he was better than Clayton Keller. I, I got to say, he's scoring a goal here. Um, dude's been playing awesome. Again, he's rocking like a 3.7 um, expected or 3.17 expected goals for. He gets a matchup with the Sharks. Um, only 1.9 goals for in that span. So, like, you know, some regression is due in that area. And he's already been very good. So, uh, let's keep it up um, for Michelli. Okay. Um, well, let me pull this up. Did do not it up? Do you have the other guy? Let me. I'm I'm, I'm in the same Uh, no. I've actually okay. I'm trying to find Clayton Keller. Last ten games, Keller uh, two expected goals for one point five goals for. Oh my god, it's it's awful. Um, all right. I have seventy one hundred remaining. Um. Oh, let's go, Brock Besser. I mean, the dude just continues to score. Um, he's on the heater of a lifetime. Uh, the, the the athletic wrote a good profile on him. I mean, obviously people know uh, who he is, but uh, sort of you know interviewing his mom and stuff about how how hard it was for him after his dad passed, and you know clearly he's on an unsustainable run. Um, but that's supported by really strong volume, and you know he is a talented goal scorer. So like while twenty four percent isn't in the cards, twenty percent is, and if he's taking you know, five shots a game. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Um, so give me Brock Besser and Matias Michelli. Okay. I will go Matt Boldy. Boldy. My God, what is wrong with me? Um, yeah, I, I don't think I need to go into amazing detail, but 6,300 on DraftKings is just simply way too cheap. I don't know what his goal odds are going to be, but the guy is uh, coming. It's coming together. For, for our friend Matt Boldy with uh, Kaprizov and Eric Zanak. I mean, that is a really good line that I, you know, I honestly was like very much capitulating between that and Florida. And I think that's going to be my biggest debate tomorrow because I don't think you're getting both of them. Um, and that leaves me with 4,600, if my math is correct. 47. Uh, 4,600. Holy, yeah, 7,300. Holy crap. Which, um... 63, not 64. Might I offer you uh, either um, of Dylan Cousins or J.J. Paterka? Or Marchenko, too. Wow, we're really talking about a good range here. I'm going Cousins because I'm a homer. Okay. Okay. Uh, Besser, Boldy, Cousins. Bingo. Sounds like some winners to me. All right, all. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah, thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring the show. Uh, make sure you get in the contests on Thursday. Um, let's see. I actually don't know what they have posted. Uh, look at that. The oh wait. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, a normal four hundred dollar and a. I don't even see the the fifteen. Where is it? Whatever. Uh, get in there because uh, you don't want to miss it. It's a good slate. 15, uh, Twelve games. So, um, yeah, a lot of lot of good stuff headed your way. So be sure to follow us uh, at Money Skate Pod. I am at Fake Moods. DJ is at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Um, and of course uh, we will talk to you again next week. Next week's schedule is going to be a bit weird because the NHL schedule is a bit weird, but I think we'll be back for a Wednesday slate. Um, mm-hmm. Don't hold us to that if holiday travel gets disrupted or whatever, but um, you know, uh, to everyone out there, uh, thank you for listening along and uh, have a happy holidays. So DJ, anything you want to say before we go? Yeah. Happy holidays to everyone. Um, enjoy Spending some time away from hockey for a couple days, uh, and we'll be right back on Wednesday with a month. So I think it's a 13-game slate. Awesome. Well, can't wait to go for another hour 15 there. 
All right. Uh, so that'll do it from us. Uh, thank you all for listening. From Doug, from DJ, from myself. Have a good slate, everybody, and we will see you.